What does summer taste like? Could you bottle it? Here at New Belgium Brewing Company, we've added Cascade hops and a hint of kaffir lime to create our summer seasonal skinny dip. With a crisp flavor and citrus tones, it's the perfect finish to long summer days. Employee-owned, wind-powered, and committed to sustainability, New Belgium Brewing Company. Follow your folly. Ours is beer. Find your flavor online at newbelgium.com. With additional support from Kuat Racks and Patagonia. This is The Shorts, and you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. Every year, hundreds enter the contest to become Yosemite's next top idol. Hopeful climbers gather around the cafeteria table in the Yosemite Lodge during the spring season, and again in the fall, to talk about their glorious achievements to make outlandish exaggerations, and to flex, to move beyond just being another face at the table, to be Yosemite's next top idol, one of the great valley climbers, one has to be a true character. I wanted flashing lights. I wanted to live forever. I wanted real fame. I wanted a Facebook fan club page. Everyone moved seats when the heavy hitters came to the Yosemite Lodge cafeteria table. Mouths dropped when surfer Bob pointed at his wide back and proclaimed, You don't get back like that by towing into the little waves. I surf the monsters. Emaciated trad climbers watched Platinum Rob nibble certified organic high-protein whey supplements. He worked out constantly and was also known as the dictionary. He had definition. Magoo, the mouth of this vicious social climbing ladder, wore horn-rimmed glasses with coke balls for lenses. He had hustled his way into a full-time career as a sponsored rock climber. He said that to gain true recognition, he needed an incredible story. Escape captivity from Karajakistani rebels. Climb enormous arctic walls in single pushes. Or huck laps on down canyon test pieces. Then swim back to camp four. Feet first. My climbing ability was mediocre at best. I just wasn't cut out of granite like those guys. For years, I'd had a soft spot for donuts. Now, I'd a lot of soft spots because of donuts. Still, I wanted to join the elite. I wanted to train like Surfer Bob. I wanted to platinumize my body into an extreme fitness machine like Rob. I wanted to be a fully sponsored rock jock like Magoo. I was desperate for the glory that these men had achieved. My first step was to move into a tent in the woods behind the University of California Santa Cruz campus. I hate the rain. I don't melt in it. I'm not made of sugar. But the whole cold and wet thing, it's not for me. The first season living in my tent, it rained for 40 days. 
The Santa Cruz redwoods became lush and red. Banana slugs emerged from the forest in full force. And I, I went crazy. I thought about how the flooding water would float my little tent out into the Pacific. I wondered how long it would take me to sail to Australia, or Europe, or somewhere warm with good rock. I festered through the rain, contemplating if suffering through storms was really part of being a rock climber. The grim living conditions, the nightly wet bivvies, they forced me to escape, to go climbing on the weekends, and ditch school for short trips during the week. I had little to do but climb. I majored in economics and business management with the intention of getting a job where all I had to do was stable things. My motto was, C's get degrees. This was the kind of thing a true Yosemite idol needed, though. A monastic lifestyle, where there would be no fear of women ever distracting me in my goal from being Yosemite's next top idol. Plus, if I mentioned that I lived in a tent in the woods behind campus, they would think I was either an Ewok or Ted Kaczynski. Every weekend I was in Yosemite, or at the Sport Crag, or in the boulders. I commuted to the climbing with Platinum Rob, who gave me my training goals, and reminded me to stay thin. At the top of Tuolumne Meadows' private property cliff, after a hard day of sport climbing, I watched Rob pour a handful of macadamia nuts into his hands. He counted them, plucked three out, and put them back into the bag. How many macadamias do you eat, Rob? I asked, stuffing Cheetos into my mouth. Well, James, I eat ten. But you, since you're a little, you know. He ballooned his cheeks. You'd only want to eat seven. I'd become mentally tough in my woodland hovel, but if I was to be a contender, I need to go on a strict diet. Rob agreed to train me at his Santa Cruz gym. My muffin top, the spare tire around my stomach, slowly started to fade. I was lean and I was mean. When I showed up at the cafeteria table, all skinny and fit, with pine needles from the Santa Cruz Redwoods sticking out of my hair, I looked like the best of the contestants. I had the mental toughness and the lean physique. I lacked talent on the rock. I needed to step up my game. The climbing came along slowly. I've never been adept at moving my body. My only redemption is that my tenacity makes up for my lack of talent. I shook up the most mediocre of routes. A half inch above my last placement. I'd be wrought with jazz hands and Elvis leg at the same time. I was an autumn leaf about to blow off the rock. I went to the cookie cliff where surfer Bob trained. He lapped the same cracks a million times, fueling his body off a tablespoon of olive oil. He trained for the ultimate training day. It's just like paddling into Jaws, 
he said, while he cruised his 139th lap of the Red Zinger. You gotta start off strong and ride into the wave. Let the motion take you there. I tried to follow his advice. Instead, I thrashed. I'd never been surfing at a Hawaii break, and frankly, the water scared me. I had no idea what he was talking about. In the boulders behind Camp 4, Magoo showed me a circuit, a series of heinous offwits and horrendous gravel problems he had wired over the years. He sandbagged me at every opportunity. Magoo explained his secret to success. You don't really have to climb anything. Just try real hard, talk a mean game, and shamelessly self-promote. He sniffled and shoved his glasses up his face a lot. That'll work way better than climbing harder, he added in a conspiratorial manner. I followed his advice. When I established a first ascent, I called it the Mirror Trail, telling people that I hiked it. I relayed half-truths. I claimed to have climbed up to 514 on El Capitan, which was true. I'd climbed up to it, and then I aided through it. I worked my mouth like Magoo suggested. Soon, I had the big talk down. Everyone in Yosemite knew that I was kind of a big deal. I kept working on Magoo's impossible boulder prom circuit, but I kept flailing. I leaned up on Platinum Rob's diet, but I was still a man of girth. I trained like Surfer Bob, but then I would fail on anything off the circuit. That was how they earned their Yosemite titles, but none of it would work for me. Each of them had sandbagged me into believing I could do it. I couldn't keep up. I could only try and fail. So that's what I did. I tried. I failed. I made small craters from falling wildly off the center stage routes in Joshua Tree in Yosemite and anywhere there was a crowd. I was covered in cuts and bruises from falling all the time. Soon I earned a moniker, Big Fall James. Long scars ran across my elbow, ankle, and back. I became a highly recognizable walking disaster. When I hobbled through camp floor with huge rope burns across my arms, watermelon-sized ankles, and enormous bruises, people knew who I was, Big Fall James the man who could survive the most enormous whippers around. A few mornings ago, I sat at the table of the Yosemite Lodge. I'd been living the dirtbag climbing lifestyle for four years. I stayed skinny even in the winter months. I climbed without looking like a jackhammer on the rock. I talked in an enormous game. I was as close to being Yosemite's next top idol as ever. A kid, fresh out of his mom's house, a collared shirt buttoned to the neck, sat next to me. He glanced at me, then cast his eyes down and mumbled, Big Fall James, how do you become a Yosemite idol? I smiled. I'd fought for years for this moment, this opportunity to be acknowledged as one of the great Yosemite climbers. 
My mind raced through a library of sage advice. I'd sat in the same spot listening to Surfer Bob, Platinum Rob, and Magoo. I thought about what they had told me. I looked at the kid. I thought about showing him Surfer Bob's ultimate training day schedule. I thought about telling him Platinum's diet advice. I thought about describing how he needed Magoo's confidence. I prepared to tell him how he should follow my lead and become a walking disaster. Then I paused. He would need a lot of help. So I patted him on the hand, put my arm around his shoulder, and totally sandbagged him. I'm James Lucas. This is my short. Ah, the vicious cycle continues. That brings back memories. When it comes to the shorts, we look for authenticity. And James Lucas is a real character. That was recorded in the Yosar tents out behind Camp 4. Send in those ideas to dirtbagdiaries at earthlink.net. Music today by Head Like a Kite on digging their new album, and also Beach Fossils. You can download the cuts at our website, www.dirtbagdiaries.com. Support for the shorts comes from New Belgium, And if it ever decides to stop raining up here in the Northwest, it'll be time to open a skinny dip and take the plunge. I still haven't been swimming this season. What's up with that? Stop raining. Check out newbelgium.com. Additional support comes from Kuat Racks, creating a better bike rack. Check them out at kuatracks.com. And as always, we wouldn't be here without Patagonia. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Fitzcahal. That was James Lucas. And you've been listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. (laughs) 